This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Addressing security and privacy in an era of convergence. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Larry Poneman, chairman and founder of the Poneman Institute. Welcome, Dr. Poneman. Greetings, Tanya. Good to be here. Thank you. So what is the mission of the Poneman Institute? Well, Poneman Institute is a research company. We're in our 20th year. It's hard to believe. Started the company 20 years ago when I was a young man. And we basically are focused on cybersecurity, data protection, privacy, and other related disciplines or fields that relate to computer security. And we all have backgrounds in cybersecurity. That's kind of the calling card of Poneman Institute. We have a lot of geeks, really great people. I'm a geek, I admit. Uh, So the bottom line is we will hopefully continue for another 40 years. At the rate I'm going to retirement, I'll be 122 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you partnered with Open Sky on a report titled 2019 Safety, Security, and Privacy in the Interconnected World of IT, OT, and IIoT Study. <laughs> when conducting the research for the study, what industries did you target and, and how many organizations did you reach out to and survey? Well, the unit of analysis in the study was an individual. And in total, we had nearly 600 people who are knowledgeable or experts in cybersecurity participate in the study. It was a U.S.-based study, although folks who report uh, in the study may come from other parts of the world. They just happen to be located in the U.S. for business purposes. Um, We basically have a, a full range of responses by industry. In total, we have 19 different industry categories featured. The largest industry sector is financial services followed by industrial and manufacturing, healthcare, and a number of others. And by the way, you don't have to take copious notes, audience, because at the end of the presentation, I'll tell you how to get a copy of a really neat white paper. In an industrial setting, what are the top concerns when information technology, operational technology, and the industrial Internet of Things converge? Great. So basically, you hope to get alignment with privacy, data protection, cybersecurity, and so on. Even safety issues are kind of relate. And what we find is a lot of organizations have a difficult time kind of putting it all together and having proper alignment. The other alignment issue is around business objectives. A lot of the technical security issues, for example, are basically set against its own set of standards versus those that align with the business as a whole. And as a result of that, there are gaps. You know, organizations have a hard time implementing the right control and doing it in a cost-efficient way. Alignment is a, is a devastating issue or a lack of alignment in so many different organizations that we've studied for years. And the big problem is turf and silos. Organizations that aren't aligned they basically have people who are in the company, they're doing their own thing. And they're not talking to their neighbor in another department, you know, and they might be redundant or they might actually be grossly inefficient because they're not sharing information. So that's a big problem in today's technological universe. What are some of the disruptive technologies that actually affect convergence? That's a good question. We, know, we basically know the Internet of Things is a big deal. All of these devices that connect through the Internet, like your refrigerator, your automobile, your Fitbit, your whatever it is, hundreds and hundreds of things are connecting us to computers and and systems all over the world. 
And the problem is to do it right, you have to have a, a, a knowledge of what technologies are used, how they're controlled, and where they're located, what are the risks, you know, what are the uh, issues in terms of hackers, because hackers have discovered that you can do a pretty neat denial of service attack on small little IoT devices. So it is a huge problem for a lot of organizations just getting their arms around the problem. And the problem is that it's getting worse and there's no underlying structure or strategy for dealing with it from a security perspective. So we've been doing research in IoT before IoT was cool. We have a lot of data points over the last five or 10 years that show that, you know, we started out where you might have been lucky to have one device connected. Now the average person might have 40 or 50 devices that they don't even think about, like their refrigerator or their stove or their microwave oven that's connected to the system, to the internet usually. What are the issues you should consider when trying to define the ideal relationship between cybersecurity and business objectives? Well, that's a great question. Really, you want to make sure that you have leadership buy-in to what you're doing from a security perspective. You know, a lot of folks who are my friends, they're chief information security officers, they complain, they say, you know, my boss, the CIO, or my boss, the CEO, they don't really appreciate what I do. You know, I'm keeping the company a whole and protecting us from the bad guys. And you hear this kind of belly aching going on. But the real problem is the people in, on the technical side, like the CISO, doesn't really know how to communicate effectively to the other non-IT C-level executives. So even though there's a big gap, it's not communicated very well. And a lot of security departments are understaffed and under-resourced. What are some of the issues that hold organizations back from accomplishing their safety, security, and privacy goals? Yeah, good question. What we basically know is that a lot of organizations really don't have the right personnel. They take people in IT and they convert them into computer security geniuses. It takes a lot of effort to get the right person. To do it in-house could take a long time. So having the right people, not necessarily the right technology, although that's really important, but having the right personnel to help you manage the cybersecurity risk is essential and a real problem for companies. And simply stated, there are probably about 50% of all vacancies in security go unfilled year in and year out. The demand for security people is just enormous, but and the salaries are pretty good too, but for whatever reason, we just can't keep up with that demand. When you compare the United States against, say, Russia or China, it's pitiful. You know, they, they're educating 65 to 70,000 people a year to be cybersecurity experts. And we're getting maybe 2,000 or 3,000 if you add the NSA and the IS and the CIA and other three-level initial, initial organizations. So it is definitely an issue for the United States. And for the most part, you know, we're doing a good job, but we're slow. We're catching up, but very, very slowly. So what does it take to craft an effective security message to the CEO or executive team? Well, you start off by explaining with, by doing, you know, demonstrate just how vulnerable the organization is to attack. You know, we talk about the, the white hat, the black hat, the gray hat. You get someone wearing a hat to come into your organization and demonstrate that without proper controls, certain issues are very, very difficult to, to control. And as a result, by not having the right resources or staff, you're very, very vulnerable. And it's always a surprise. You know, we, we used to do a lot of these like, you know, simulations where we, again, we'd have the CEO or the COO of the company, or even board members trying to figure out, you know, how bad is it? And we'd do like a phishing scam. And we'd say, here's an email. Um, what would you do if we told you that, you know, this email was infested with, um, you know, all sorts of malware? And they would say, oh, it's 
just an email. I'm, it's not a big, can't be a big problem. And ding, the simulation shows that they brought down the company, you know, $100 million less, you know, less revenues as a result of, you know, making the wrong choice on a, a single email. So, you know, giving them the sense that it is a problem that can be controlled, but, you know, it's important that they get buy-in and express, you know, the commitment, if you will, to the cybersecurity folks. We're very lonely in organizations. So it's nice when a CEO says, you know, I don't know exactly what you're doing, but we love it that we have people like you in here, you know, shake my hand. Here's a little bonus, you know, little, bit, little things like that make a big difference. Dr. Larry Poneman, chairman and founder of the Poneman Institute. Thanks for connecting with us and giving us some insight onto this research. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? I'm going to give you my personal email, which is Larry at Poneman.org. Larry at Poneman.org. We want to hear from you. We're very lonely up here in Northern Michigan. Please call us. <laughs> sure enough. Thanks again. And if you guys want to connect with me, you can do that right here or go to TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.